You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Yo 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We say, we pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured a libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. 
You say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. This call. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family we need each other we don't have good family life there's a saying conditions shape conduct and consciousness the conditions in our community are bad the conduct towards each other is not good because why we lack consciousness and consciousness is more than just awareness consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically who you are culturally So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Shemhotep means... Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and Black Talk. RadioNetwork.com, and I'm your host, Baba Oshi. Hotel family, hope everything is well with you today. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope you had a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do. Hoping, too, that weather was accommodating for you to do it. But, of course, if it is not, it has to get done. It, it must get done, and then you will get it done. Man, the weather. <laughs> had a hailstorm here last night in Atlanta. Unbelievable. Broke my daughter's side window and cracks. Nothing to my car, thank goodness. But hey, 
And of course, some touchdowns of tornadoes. <sighs> I tell you, you know, for those who don't believe climate change, who don't understand what climate change really means, you know, because they don't think that it is real, that some of these things, some of these anomalies in weather have happened before. No, not like this, not to the extent and not to the duration. But nothing's being done about it. And so it'll continue to get worse. And because of the greed of those who have benefited, just like when Jimmy Carter put those solar panels up on the White House, the first thing Ronald Reagan did in 1980, 1980 family, you know, long time ago. 40 years ago was take them down and cut deals with the oil in fact oil even co-opted solar and wind that's right kind of chilled them out so you didn't even hear nothing about it and so now we're at the point of where we are today are we at the point of no return some scientists some climate scientists say yes we're at the point of no return hate to think that don't you for when you have children and they have children and then they have children and then the prospects of future children that uh, you've messed this planet up you know you've messed it up <laughs> yeah <sighs> I tell you this is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that, the drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated, entitled, and consistently updated by my good brother, Brother Kwaku. In fact, you go to the page, this is impressive. It looks a lot of content, pictures, and so forth, man. Right on. <laughs> yeah. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. Once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And all times are going to give our Eastern Times on Tuesdays. Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William. No, it's not, brother. Oh, she stop it. Black Reality Think Tank with Brother Alfonso Watkins in honor of Dr. William Rogers. On Thursdays, Mississippi on the Move, the Black Liberation Movement. If it's Friday and it's 8 p.m. East, oh, the Mississippi on the Move is from 7 to 8, family. From 7 to 8 on Thursdays. If it's Friday and it's 8 p.m., it's time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. Saturdays from 7 to 9, the Sankofa Elders Council. And then on Sunday, once again at 7 p.m. on Sunday, the Sankofa, the from 7 p.m., the time for an awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. If you want to listen uh, to Baba Oshi previous programs, you also can go to babaoshi.net. BabaOshi.net, just put in the search engine, whichever one you use, if you use Google, Internet Explorer, Firefox, Bibiatumi, whatever, and even um, Time for an Awakening. 
and put in Baba Oshi on that B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I dot net. Once again, programs that are updated and titled. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses. It's WeBuyBlack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com. Africa for the Africans. Brother Bomani Tahimbe is leaving. That's right. Brother Er, my good brother's on his way to Senegal and Gambia from March 30th to April 9th. March 30th to April 9th. Senegal and Gambia. His next trip, May 24th to June 5th to Ghana. July 20th to the 30th to Rwanda. November 16th through the 27th of November. Tanzania, December 24th to January 4th, 2024, South Africa. No, Azenia. See, that's the, that's, the, that's the proper name for what they call South Africa. It's Azenia. <laughs> I remember being at the museum and a brother from South Africa, because he had a T-shirt on. I said, you're from Azenia? Oh, yeah, I'm from South Africa. No, no Azenia. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's the brother. <laughs> yeah. The whitewashing. March 29th to April 9th, Liberia. July 11th to the 23rd, Ghana. And Dece- November 21st. I keep. I think what it is, is that the first month. No, never mind. Never mind, family. I'm just, it's me. <laughs> November 21st to December 2nd. <laughs> Kemet. Kemet. <laughs> and check out uh, Brother Bomani's website. Like I said he's leaving for Senegal and Gambia. But there are more trips, and I'm quite sure other things. That, you know, look at the whole website, the, the, the possibility of purchasing land, investment, repatriation, all the documentations, uh, forms that you will need. They're all there on the website. If you want to see pictures, go to Facebook.com, Facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos, go to YouTube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Brothers and sisters, Africa for the Africans.org. Habashaw. Habashaw Incorporated. Habashaw stands for helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad, and that's what they've done. They have the Kashi project that is ongoing. It launched back in October. Beautiful buildings, uh, you know, but it ain't about the buildings, it's what they do. The education, the sustainable agriculture, it's what they do. And, of course, locally here in Atlanta, Habashaw Works Program, Black to Our Roots, Golden Growers, Sustainable Seeds, and the Urban Green Jobs, HabashawIncorporated.org. LEDGE. LEDGE stands for Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. The LEDGE Group. Brothers and sisters, go to theledgegroup.com and of course, they deal in the four areas that are vital to human existence, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects on the continent and six countries and six countries, 12 projects, 172 employed, and over 260 members. Become a member of the LEDGE Group, LEDGE, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Abibi Yatumi, Abibi Yatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I, abibiyatumi.com. Unfortunately, this is past, but they had a, 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 a listing session 
and um, feedback. Education for Liberation, Growing Young Warriors. I say that was a 25th for Brother Samari Kamara. And to me, uh, that's what education must be about. Must be. Whatever um, whatever it is, it is a public education, private, African center, education for African people. Now, understand, if you are sending your child to uh, uh, a private school or a public school, and if that education, as you monitor that, is not about liberating the mind of that child, you must, and more than likely not, let's be real, then you must think about making that kind of change. A-B-B-U-T-U-M-I dot com. Shmai Pharmacy. Shmai Pharmacy, brothers and sisters, contact Brother Jabril. Give him a call at 770-765-7751, 770-765-7751. And talk about the kind of changes that you need to make in your life in terms of diet and in terms of all of those good things about concerning health. Smy Pharmacy. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. Moses West Foundation, MosesWestFoundation.org, brothers and sisters, there is the issue of water. There is water. I know, I know. There is drought in so many places around the world. But yet, there is moisture in the air that you don't see that can be extracted from the air and go through a filterization process, a cleansing process to make it drinkable, to make it usable. The Moses West Foundation, Brother Moses West, has found it, has dealt with it. He makes machines that can do that. So it is not a shortage of water, family. It's access to water. It's access to water. Now, I know in the Southwest, particularly in California, they, they've exceeded, they have been under drought situation for years. And of course, they've had snow. They had snow in California. But even deeper to have snow in Southern California. That's right. Because you always have some snow at higher elevations in the Northern California. You know, the ski resorts. But snow in Southern California. And it's kind of uh, in, in torrential rains. So they're not in a drought situation. I'm not sure about what's happening with the Colorado River and Hoover Dam. What that situation is. But man. The bottom line is, family, we need to go online to the MosesWestFoundation.org. Click on the water, to Jackson Water Rescue to find out there. But more importantly, click on Donate Now. He's not asking for contributions. He's not asking for um, investment. No, he's asking for contributions. He's asking for donations because water should not be commodified. You should not have a, a situation where if you don't pay for water, you don't get no damn water. What kind of... Water is essential to human life. Water is essential to every bit of life on this planet. 70% of the planet is water. So we must begin to protect water. I say. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End here in Atlanta. I'm Ralph David Abernathy. Across the street from the Soul Vegetarian Restaurant. Up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna is Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. And they even have vegan food on Saturday and Sunday for sale. They have vitamins and supplements and all kinds of other good stuff for your body. 
So check out what Don is at. Give him a call at 404-444-1635. 404-444-1635. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Brothers and sisters, go to the Greenbrier Mall. Go to Mama Nia and check out the fine selection of books, postcards, green cards, t-shirts, figurines. You name it, she has it. Also, too, she has book signings and presentations. She has all of those things to our community. Brothers and sisters, the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. 404-346-3263. Hold on, Oshie. 346-3263. You're moving too fast for the kid, Oshie. <laughs> Uh, the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore in Lithonia, which is east of here off of I-20. Head east on I-20, exit 74, turn left about a mile and a half. over a mile is the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar located on the left. My good brother, Gazende Ajamu. The fine selections of books, all kinds of good stuff. He even has the red, black, and green shoes still. Give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. The black dot. There is light in the black dot. Jump back on that road, Main Street, and this time <clears throat> head south and then turn left once again and you're heading east. The next exit, exit 75, Turner Hill Road. Take that exit, make a right, three lights, make another right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. Brothers and sisters, the new Black Wall Street Market. Check it out. Us Lifting Us. They got the Economic Development Cooperative for Our People is Us Lifting Us. Brothers and sisters, they have their Thursday night broadcast every Thursday night from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio. That's blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU. You also can call to listen and or give questions, comments, or concerns by dialing 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us lifting us every Thursday night from 9 to 10. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop located uh, in Macon, Georgia. 2910 Napier Avenue to be exact in Macon, Georgia. They're open Tuesday, not open today. Open Tuesdays through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Check out Brother Abija. He has it going on there, man. There's all kinds of good stuff for you. He even has a vegan restaurant. So give him a call at 478-256-1166. 478-256-1166. Six six Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, Macon, Georgia. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located at 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. It's inside the International Discount Mall at Booth 225. Contact my sister. Give her a call. Sister Shelly Amonset, 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. And, of course, my good sister, Sister Gabriella Aurelio. The work that she's doing in, in the northeastern portion, northeastern, the northeastern area of the island of Haiti, working with these beautiful young children for education, health care, sustainable agriculture, and entrepreneurship is phenomenal. She deserves to be supported. At least give a look. 
why don't you just go to Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. Baba Baruti and Mama Yah, I can't say enough about the work that they are doing and have done and continue to do with the educating of our young warriors at the Akaban Institute. If you don't send the money to the P.O. Box 10786, Atlanta, Georgia, 30310, then you can go PayPal. When you go to PayPal, put in Yah Baruti, Y-A-A-B-A-R-U-T-I, Yah Baruti at Yahoo.com. Or if you use Cash App, dollar sign, Yah, Y-A-A, the letter M, then Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I, and make your donations. Make it monthly, make it weekly, daily, or one time, whatever the case may be, whatever's on your heart, because believe me, it's needed and it's necessary. Okay? Baba Baruti, Mama Yah. And of course, he's a prolific writer. Go to AkabinHouse.com and check out all of the books that Baba Brudy has. I'm quite sure you'll find one that will be for your liking. AkabinHouse.com The Inye Sesim of daily revolutionary thought. The Inye Sesim. March 26. People are easier to kill if they come from nowhere. John Edgar Weidman. We cannot stand by idly while someone else turns our sons into their daughters and our daughters into their sons as if they are formless putty to be indiscriminately molded by the sexually perverted European imagination. In order to confront this devastating process, we must realize just how truly afraid a people must be to be who claim to be free us and self-aware us while at the same time are more than willing to sell out their children to the lowest bidder. Our enemies are quite aware of the fact that once you break someone, once you separate individuals from themselves, their people, their traditions, their identity as living beings within our historical origin, they are at your will. Let me say something, family. Because why we don't understand this, why we don't do something to deal with this, sometimes it's beyond me and other brothers and sisters. Because we know the power that the European has on our minds, has on our thinking. Our enemies are quite aware of the fact that once you break someone, once you separate individuals from themselves, their people, their tradition, their identity as living beings within our historical origin, they are at your whim. Prostitute, abused mate, tamed animal, prisoner of war or homosexualized, effeminized African male or masculated African females. It is the same process. And this process unquestionably applies to a people who allow their sons to be turned to some to, to be turned into someone else's daughters and their daughters to, to be turned into someone else's sons. A people's spirit is their philosophy. It is their way. It is their source. Once you break them from their spirit, the morality or lack thereof becomes theirs. Of course, it goes without saying that as long as African people do not 
want to control the institutions of our community as well as the community which those institutions are designed to serve. We cannot complain about whatever our children are turned into because they would have been made to come from nowhere. Remember, people are easy to kill if they come from nowhere. Affirm, my philosophy is found in my people's spirit. Affirm, my philosophy is found in my people's spirit. March 27, a close observation of Africa and its societies will reveal that religion is at the root, I would say, spirituality instead of religion. This is Brother Kofi Kopu. So I would say, that's what I would say. So I'm going to read that as I would say it. I know this is his quote, but one thing we must understand, spirituality is at the root of us, not religion. There's many religions. A close observation of Africa and its society revealed that spirituality is at the root of African culture and it is determining principle of African life. It is no exaggeration, therefore, to say that in traditional Africa, spirituality is life and life is spirituality. Africans pray continuously. Prayer is embedded in our thinking. It is how we think. It is not something you have to make a great effort or set aside a particular time to do. It is normal, natural, and uneasy. Truth. There are points when prayer is more emphasized and intense, like doing rituals such as a libation, visitation of altars, and shrines and ceremonies. But African prayer is never ending. It is our indoctrination into Europeanized, Arabized, African religions, which has made prayer an isolated, formalized, scheduled, regulated practice for us. Ongoing prayer keeps our consistently conscious of gives us consistently conscious of our thought and behavior relative to Ma'at. We naturally know what is right and wrong. We know that wrong brings unnecessary pain because we are deeply spiritual people because we are subconsciously know that we are more spirit than living matter. We understand the need to always be in contact with our higher spiritual selves. Affirm, I am conscious of the prayers I consciously offer. Affirm, I am conscious of the prayers I continually offer. Brothers and sisters, the Inya Sasim of daily revolutionary thought. Yeah. What are we going to talk about today, Brother Oshi? Well, I'm going to talk about Africa's future, Africa's population, and who should be in control of that. But first, this is still March. And of course, the madness continues. The games this past weekend from Thursday to yesterday were dynamic for both men and women because it is the same, the madness. And of course, if your team didn't win or if you're not happy with how it's going, that's part of the madness, you know. You're now still kind of broken up because your brackets that were busted way at the in the first few days of March Madness. Those 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 brackets, you could throw those pieces of paper away. 
But now it's down to four. It's down to UConn, which is the most experienced and well won numerous national championships, and three teams. Florida Atlantic University, that's never been there. Florida Atlantic University. Um, Miami. Florida Atlantic University, Miami, and who else we got? I tell you, it's, it's, it, you know, when you, when you play ball, play basketball, you, you're, you know, you're always aware of how things are. And if you keep, if you keep track of it, of course, you know, then you're aware of all the teams and all the things that happen with the teams. And <laughs> yeah. So this Saturday, is the final four and then of course the championship game is on Monday so you have Florida Atlantic University playing San Diego oh yeah that's why yeah San Diego played Creighton University and people are very upset how the game was officiated I was with my grandson this all weekend with his uh, AAU tournament so I was hung up all literally all weekend, and so I didn't get a chance to see. Only only part of the games I saw was uh, Miami, Miami, and 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 I thought them cats was going to win that game, you know. So it's Florida Atlantic University against San Diego State, and San Diego State was given a gift uh, that they they called very few fouls in that game against Creighton. And at the end, but the guy did fouling, but they were they were letting those things go, and so you don't want to do that in the end of a of a game, and, you, and so that's why many of the commentators are upset. And then, of course, Miami, yeah. And and I thought Texas was going to win, Texas. Of course, it's ranked number two in the nation. And Texas was winning through the last minute, and they just missed baskets, threw the ball away. That's what happens. That's what happens sometimes. They maintained the lead anywhere from six to 12 points all the way up to the few minutes left in the game. And Miami won by going away 88-81. So... Miami and UConn, which should be dynamic because UConn is experienced. And UConn has been blowing everybody out. They have. UConn has won by an average of 15 points or more a game. Everybody else's games have been close. So, managed to be seen. But, you know what March Madness is. That's right, family. A stirring reminder of what America was founded on. Making tons of money off the unpaid labor of African people. All those brothers, and it is brothers. Only one team on the floor that had a predominance of Caucasians was Princeton University. Every team, no matter where it's from, have a predominance of brothers. And a predominance not so much in the women's group, but pretty much so. 
the top teams, the predominance of, of sisters, South Carolina, LSU. Well, of course, Iowa does it, and Iowa has probably the best player, the Caucasian, uh, Caitlin. She's phenomenal. They're comparing her to one of the greats, Diana Taurasi of UConn. Has somebody who can shoot phenomenally and, you know, and uh, control the game. We'll see, you know. So they're 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 finishing out their uh, round of of um, four for the final four because there's their um, great eight is happening today. Yeah, I tell you. Let me figure out who they got here for the women's. Okay. Okay. It's women. Maryland against South Carolina. Ohio State. They still got the lead eight, so that's that's today. That's today. That'll that'll finish it out. Because LSU got in. And Iowa got in. Iowa beat um, Louisville. That's right, Louisville. It's not probably Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. And uh, and she put, recorded a triple-double, 40-point triple-double. Yes. Man, 40-point triple-double. So, But today, it's Maryland, South Carolina. Come on, South Carolina. I just love Don Staley. Ohio State, which beats UConn, which I was so happy for, and against Vitek. Vitek is the number one. See, we'll see. But that's it. The stirring reminder of what America was founded on. These Caucasians making tons of money off the labor of unpaid African people. It's how they roll, ain't it? It's how they roll. Yeah. There is a massive demographic challenge in, in Africa. It's serious. You know, I've mentioned before how these Caucasians want others to believe that the world is overpopulated. I've mentioned before there's a number of dynamics. One was even put forth many years ago, almost 50 years ago, by that asshole Henry Kissinger, you know, the America, the great American Senate century of eliminating billions, billions of people off the planet. And ever how they can do it, whether it is through vaccines and disease, starvation, plant starvation, ever how they can do it. You see, the Caucasian has always been about controlling people's population. You know, the Chinese are upset with themselves because they, you know, went into a program to to infraticide. Fraticide means that you kill your children, that you kill each other. They even they went into a fraticide. Killing all the female, 
killing the they are this is you can look this up yourself family you there are communities in china with nothing but men i haven't heard about serious homosexuality in china i haven't heard and if somebody does know that you know maybe i'd, I'd google that homosexuality in china but a lot of times what you google it you know you got to be weary of that but uh Chinese who have gone to Africa for African women because there's a shortage of African and and of, and of course to, to populate Africa with Chinese I've stated before the Chinese plan 300 million 300 million people not 1 million, not 3 million no, 300 million China has a billion people. They want to put 300 million. And already you've seen just with the, I don't know how many humans, I mean how many Chinese are, are on the continent, but they're all over the continent, and particularly in the western part and so forth. And you see what they've done. Many reports of Chinese disrespect towards Africans, using them. Also, Chinese marrying Africans, having Chinese African offspring to uh, uh, control the land and have some types of, of claim to African land. And of course, the mentality of the Chinese towards Africans and everybody else's mentality towards Africans. The greatest weapon that Africa could use against all of this madness that the world wants to heap upon it is African unity. Functional African unity. The concept of one Africa eliminating the superficial borders of the Berlin Conference. Getting Africans, to, getting Africans to understand, no, there aren't any sovereign, 54 sovereign nations. No, there's 54 manipulated and undermined and neo-colonial colonial nations. And the continued perpetuation of the ripoff of African resources. <coughs> Excuse me. So the main thing is to prevent Africa from uniting. I constantly talk about Howard Nichols. Maybe I'll play a little Howard Nichols for you. Yeah, I'll play a little Howard Nichols for you. So you know how serious, how serious it is. You know, Howard Nichols. Man. You know, I, I seriously want to whoop his ass. I don't know about y'all. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Howard Nichols, but if you are near your computer and if you're listening on your computer, maybe you can open up another and go to put in Howard Nichols. Go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Put in Howard Nichols. And you can hear Howard Nichols. 
talk about how important it is that Africa never unites. How important it is that Africa's did never develop the, the mindset or the idea to do things for themselves, to be a producer, to have control of their resources. They want all of that. He states unequivocally, we want it. We want it and we want it for little or nothing. We do not have to, we don't want to pay fair market value. We don't want to deal with Africans justly and righteously. No, because we want to take from them. Howard Nichols is the exact mindset of the European. Howard Nichols is just as he is, just what he says. The exact mindset of the European. Before I get off in this, let me take a few calls. If you want to join this conversation, you know what to do. You can hit star twice, and uh, we'll have some conversation. If you just want to listen, because there's a number of you already in the queue, then you don't have to hit star twice. Just continue to listen. But if you want to join the conversation, hit star twice, and let's have some verbiage back and forth. But I'm going to read a piece. It's pretty lengthy. On the massive demographic challenges in Africa. Because Africa, as I always talk about here, this is, this is African perspectives. I, I don't talk about how f- it is for us here in Africans, for Africans here in America, because as far as I'm concerned, it's a lost cause. And, and our salvation, our worth as a people, our future as a people lies on the continent of Africa. The European, the Caucasian, who is selfish and greedy and, and the maniacal, what a word am I looking for? Maniacal, maniacal, that's it. <laughs> Evil, you know, they control this. And they will continue to control this. This is the military arm of European Caucasian extremism and racism and privilege. This is the military arm. Europe is the driving force, particularly Britain. And there's other outposts like Australia and so forth that maintain the control of many countries that Europe targets. So I don't worry about Russia. I don't worry about China. No, it's the United States. It's Europeans. It's Europeans. And their insistent dominance and control, particularly over the lives of not just Africans, of people who they've deemed as third world third world yeah renewed attention to Africa's demographics has emerged over the past few years it's 1.4 billion people make it the second most populated continent on the planet it's many in age that's the deal y'all is the youngest in the world at 18.8 
18 years of age. And the most notable, Africa has the fastest expanding population of any region in the world. Even though the continent's death rates are also high, its growth of roughly 2.5 a year means that the population will grow by 1 billion in the next 30 years. This is even more impressive when considering global demographic trends, which speak of a steep decline in birth rates. And see, when the Caucasian Bill Gates and all of them talked about population control. And, and what was devious about Bill Gates was prior to uh, these viruses, he's talking to a group of Caucasians. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Maybe you have. And he says, and it repeated, we have developed vaccines to assist in population control. I, I've always thought that a vaccine was to help maintain your population because you are in a virus age, a disease age, a, a, a uh, bacteria. So I was always under the impression that that's what vaccines were for, to help humanity get rid of diseases, help humanity get rid of infections, help you not to help them eliminate people, but of course we're dealing with the Caucasians. We're dealing with Bill Gates. And so, you know, um, when they talked about, I, I don't know if you can remember, but I do remember distinctly, you know, talked about it, uh, what, 40, 30 years ago. In fact, it's one Caucasian, I never forget Ben Wathenberg being on TV talking about the decline of the West. Even, um, uh, What's his name? He, uh, what's that cracker's name? Oh, Bill, Pat Buchanan, talking about the decline of the West. It's the white people, populations are dwindling. And, and as white people's populations are dwindling, people of color mean more and more and more. We got to do something about that. We got to control their populations. We ain't talk, we talk about population control. We ain't talking about human population control. No, we're talking about people of color population controls. Because we're not having kids. One of the things that it has shown to the world is particularly when there's been some calamities. One one brought it out to me. In fact, it even mentioned um, the island of Lesbo. The island of Lesbo. Because these, these Assyrians, because of the wars and conflicts, were willing to jump on boats and go into the Mediterranean going towards Greece, trying to get to uh, um, other upper parts, northern parts of Europe. And, and, and they talked about many of them landing on the island of Lesbo. And of course, if you know, the island of Lesbo is coming out of the ancient Greek because of the men became very homosexual and very pedophile. They were pedophiles and so forth and turned to women off. The women went to the island of Lesbo. <laughs> but anyway, that... Europe welcomed these refugees because why? Their population is so old and they needed refugees. They needed people to do work. They needed people to work. And then, of course, when the pandemic happened, it hit hard in Europe because why? They had people who had preconditions. They were older populations. That's why it didn't, that's why it wasn't devastating to Africa. Man, believe me, I know for those who put 
diseases out there, <laughs> and they do. These aren't natural occurrences. That they want Africa, more importantly, to be devastated and affected because they want Africa and they want Africa's resources. I got a caller here. I, I got to get to this brother right here because he's on his way out the door. <laughs> 443, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good, still, it's still good morning. How you doing, man? Baba, Baba OG, how are you, big brother? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. How's it going? Uh, you hit, you're hitting on some points, man, that are, that are, that are so so important right now, man, for for our for our people, and that's and that's what I'm talking about, our people, not not our people and 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 the and the and the, and the other the Mexicans and the and the Italians right. and no just right. <laughs> just our people because we what I find is that we're always connecting our our train to another someone else's train, someone right. else's car. And right. we all gonna we all gonna go together as one big happy rainbow coalition. <laughs> and I get that, <laughs> but right now no one is connecting to us. Right, Baba Oshi. Right. Why is no one connecting to us? And and then and then the 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 covert operation is happening here, where you have black people coming on television saying, "I'm I'm the N word," and that we take all the power out that word. First, let me ask you, who who is we? Who who are we? And and who told you that you were the N word? Who who told you to put the clothes that you have on? Mm-hmm. Who gave? Why are you speaking English and you don't even you've never been to England? Right. So I, I'm not understanding. I'm trying to figure out where you get all this from. Or, or you know, I sag my pants because that come from one uh, the prison culture, brother. That's not true. That's that's really not true. That comes. Someone gave you that. Someone implanted that. Just like someone implanted into you that your lips were too big, or that your skin was too dark. Someone told you these things, and they told you these things at a time where you were impressionable. Because Oshi, I'm sixty some years old right now. It's not too many things you can tell me that I'm not going to research, and then I'll change right. my mind or whatever. Sure. But when sure. I'm young, when I'm young, you told me that Jesus walked. Is that that Noah had an ark? I I can't dispute that because the people that are telling me are the people that are feeding me. Right. And whoever feeds you is who you're beholding to, and that's why you don't see athletes uh, giving money to all these black organizations. That's why you don't see all these so-called um, Cornell West type brothers with all this education trying to do anything. He's black somewhat, but mm-hmm. more he's more. He got too much cream in his coffee, so eventually the coffee doesn't keep him awake. It actually puts him to sleep, and, and that's yeah. where most of them, yeah. most of them are when you dilute yourself with that with that cream. And, mm-hmm. and, and oh, oh, we all love them white girls. Why? Why? Who told me that a white girl is beautiful? The television, mm-hmm. the radio. That's why I call my woman out of her name. That's why I let her call me out of my name. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and my and, and then even in the name. What is your name? Oh, my mm-hmm. name uh, my, uh, uh, I saw a thing real quick where uh, the brother was teaching school. He was a coach. Mm-hmm. And they asked him, what do you want them to say about you when you die? I want you to say that I was a good American. Oh, yeah, Eddie Robinson. Who told you? Come yeah. on, bro. Yeah. Who told you that? Yeah. Who told you that you were an American? And, and when you start to back it up and, and understand that the socialization has happened to you over your lifetime, then you start to realize, bruh, they people have been giving me all these things to say 
and all these things to wear and all these things to do. And now they still don't accept me, even though I married a white girl, even though I live in that neighborhood, I'm mm -hmm. still the N-word to them because they are messed up. Mm -hmm. When you start with a bad seed, you get a bad plant. Mm -hmm. And that's what's happening, Baba Oshie. It's, it's it's amazing. I love I love the show, man. I love the points that you're bringing up. Uh, that brother Nichols, man. Every time you say his name, it just cr I cringe when I hear I do. that. Hey, me because too, man. It, it's tr it's true. Yeah, it's true. It, it's yeah. what. And <sighs> see, and see, because a lot of us haven't heard Howard Nichols and and and, and witnessed the fact that he is Caucasians. He is America. He is who they are, and speaking this way because they want to believe that. Americans are good people, good God-fearing people, and are just and righteous. Because that's how they want to be portrayed, you know. The real right. people, the real Americans, the uh, the ones who are selfish and greedy and maniacal, and who are evil in their intent and so forth, and domination, and to work with other Caucasians to do the same. No, they don't want that shown. It's the reality, but they want you to look at, you know, uh, all the all the so-called liberal-minded Caucasians who, who work with African-Americans. And there are some Caucasians that have done so in, in earnest, but I ain't talking about them. And there are so few and far between. And also the reality of it is that they don't really want to fundamentally change this society. No. They want it to no. be more humane. I understand that. But it's, it's not the intent of them to be that. It is not who they are. They haven't been that. You know, of all our studies, history is best qualified to reward our research. So said Malcolm or the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. But the bottom line is, look at the history. Look at what they have done. I'm going to take a break. Before I go to a break, Brother Irv, you hold on. I'm going to catch Jay, okay? Yes, sir. You bet. Yes. 464, 464, good afternoon. Hey, O.C., what's happening, man? Just tuning in. What's going on, Irv? Hope all is well. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo was talking about that that devil Howard Nichols. Yeah. What yeah. did he do now? Well no 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 no. I just referenced him. I'm 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 talking about uh the population challenges that Africa has and that we have in controlling our image. That's what we're talking about today. So I'm gonna play oh, a little well, music. So, uh, the the thing is America is on the warpath now in regards to um trying to sustain themselves on the continent because of what Russia and China is doing. So um, there's all sorts of types of shenanigans going on. And that's why you have that um, Clown Harris over in Ghana right now. See, and, 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 um, the thing, and see, the thing on that is it's the same old bullshit that they have done yeah. and continuously do, you know. That, they, they're it's not offering like anything fundamentally different, right? See? Yeah, I mean, you know, a, a, a country that's sovereign has the right to their cultural expression at any point in time. They don't have to take orders from a cracker no. in regards to how they deal with the nasty, sick twisted freaks of their nation. Right. You know what I mean? I'm I'm waiting for someone really, really to have a discussion in regards to this whole homosexual 
transgender? Would it be an anti-reproductive and anti-human? Well, you, you know, know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah, I understand what you're saying, Dan. what America is doing right now in regards to the abortion laws and trying to force white women, let me repeat, white women to have babies so that their population could continue to grow. Homosexuality is anti-reproduction. Yeah, exactly. It's logical. Why nobody it? ever it's deals logical. with that? Don't it? It's logical. But listen, Jay, let me take a break. When it come back right. from the break, I'm going to hit it up again. All right. Thank you, my brother. Brothers and sisters, we're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
chair built from the concrete, baby. Don't get no better than this. Stay together. Yeah. Jaheen and Let Us See, along with Boney James and Jaheen. Yeah. That's, that's, I love that. I love them pieces, man. I really do. Love them. We're going to stay together, family. 
gonna, we are as African people, we're going to stay together. We did not last for all these millenniums and for these, you know, this evil entity to totally destroy us. But the only thing that's going to do it is we come into our right mind. That we throw off the shackles, all this ignorance and come into our right mind. Let me finish and then we're going to uh, open up the phone. Well, the phone's always open, family. You know that. Just if you want to jump in and because we're going to uh, talk about uh, what's going on on the continent in terms of increasing population. I I read a piece. I couldn't find that piece before. I read it some months ago, maybe even late last year, on talking about population. The fact of the matter is there is no issue about population. The Caucasian has done that. The fact that we have a large population is to the betterment of the continent. The betterment. But that must be harnessed. It must be utilized. Considering global demographic trends which speak to a steep decline in the birth rate after a remarkable and widespread rise in the 21st century, while the accelerated growth of the world population will decidedly slow down, and has decidedly slowed down between the mid-century Africa will be the last continent to feel this dec- this decrease because of our age, age for 18 years. We'll still be, you know. What shapes any population projection is the current population combined with the assumptions and speculations about future trends in fertility, mortality, and migration. Rapid population growth, high fertility rates, low medium age, increasing life expectancy, large households, and widespread poverty all feature in Africa's demographics. High fertility rates in particular are the driving force in this situation with the highest in the world being in the sub-Saharan micro-regions. 17 out of the top 20 fastest growing countries by rate are sub-Saharan countries including the giants like South Sudan, Niger, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Angola, Senegal. While these rate is slowly declining, its consequences on the demographics will only be felt in a few generations in time. Furthermore, while infant mortality rates remain high, they show steep improvement, which partly accounts for the rapidly expanding population and for younger populations in the world. Africa is the second largest continent in the world, and its surface alone accounts for more than one-fifth of all land on Earth. However, due to an uneven distribution of habitable and I mean inhabitable <laughs> land and because colonial borders still and that's a that's a real problem family these colonial borders which were created at the Berlin conference when these European countries sat literally at a table in Berlin in Berlin Germany with a big ass map I'll take this you take that no I want this I want you know I want that still persists. Population density greatly varies from country to country and even within countries. Large town settlements were not widespread until the second half of the 20th century, which was of course the 20th century or the 1900th. Thus, urbanization is a recent phenomenon. Most of the Africans live in the urban areas, the cities. Large cities, large cities have sprawled quickly, surf, surfing the wave of immigration 
from an impoverished hinterland for instead, like in West Africa, most of the cities. Then believe me, if you have a chance to go, you know, I know my good brother Irv is going to Dakar, Senegal, you know, and to Gambia. You'll see. And it's somewhat sad because, you know, these places. And I, I mean, in fact, even in this article I'm reading here, no other one, they, 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 they show, they show uh, beautiful cities because there are some beautiful cities in Africa, not just in South Africa, but all over the continent, you know. Parts of Accra are beautiful. Parts of Accra are not, you know. Four four three four four three, brother Irv, you got something to add? Yes, sir. Go ahead, brother. You're breaking up on me. You're, bre- you're, breaking, you're breaking up on me. You want to? Yeah, call, call him. Yeah, call, call me back. Call me back. Wow. Okay. Yeah, brother Irv, I couldn't. Make that out, you know. Yeah. So we're gonna. I got a piece here too that I, uh, I add to this conversation because you know we, it's it's deep family that our situation is what it is, and and many of us have been so conditioned especially those who are in a better position here in America who are in uh, middle class. Now, understand middle class for us is different than middle class for Caucasians. But even at that, you you think you are and you consider yourself to be in a better condition. And then, of course, there's upper middle class and you really think you got it going on. And then there's those brothers and sisters who are millionaires and multi and even a few of us billionaires you know and and of course we we too sing America because of those facts but can, but uh, we don't understand the responsibility of each of us as African people because in Africa and as African people prior to our colonization prior to all the evil that has happened to us we understood that collectively collectively we are better. The individualism is a European, Caucasian, white folks is that's their desire, individualism. But collectivism is an African imperative. It is a must. The importance of taking control of our image is vitally important because it is therefore necessary to show the world a positive image of Africa to provide the continent with an influence of power on the global stage to protect Africans and the Africans of, in America and to value our economy as we always like to say okay 443 443 good afternoon alright sounded good brother yes as you were speaking I was thinking about every time American Africans attempt to show any any semblance of unity. Uh, we, people who identify themselves as white find some type of way to covertly stifle that. And let me give you a quick example. In the 60s, black people were wearing afros. They were talking black power. We were talking about forming our own freedom party. Um, all those things were signs of unity. And then they killed off all the leaders, and then they interjected 
their, their integrationist mindset into black people's minds, into their children, through the education system. And then when black people, um, when black people now try to do anything, like the, the Million Man March was brought together by, by radio. It was, it was actually brought together by yes. black radio stations. And then right. what did they do? They took all the black radio stations, and even the ones they didn't take, or, or they did take, they, they, they turned them into radio stations that, sh- that play the whore and the, and the whole music. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I, mean, I mean, as soon as we start to kind of have some unity or come together, and I believe that it scared people who identify themselves as white so much when they saw all those black men together for whatever reason. I'm not a, I'm not a Muslim, and I don't claim to be a Christian, but I was there. It's because we had something in common. Right. What exactly. we had in common is that we all were African. Right. And and white people saw that and it scared them. It made them say, "Wait, if y'all can't come together. Don't we have, don't we have the bootlicks and the and the and the puppets in place to keep you guys calm? Or, you know, all the people in the Congress to tell y'all to calm down every time there's something happens. Even though when something happens to white people, we send sixteen billion dollars to the Ukraine to fight." our brethren, because they're fighting each other. We have nothing to do with that war. They're fighting each other, and eventually they're going to kill each other. But the key is not to let them bring us down with them. And every time you see Africa Ocean, you see a, a big stomach child or somebody that needs some food or, or Sally Struthers sure. over there feeding somebody or Sally three cents struck. a day, she's feeding the whole family, <laughs> and they send them some rice pack. Or, it's just yeah. the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. But I can show you places in Baltimore City that looks like a bomb drop was dropped on yeah, it that yes. are still messed up from the 60s. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me you can't show me nothing in Africa that looks like you never see South Africa. Right. White folks are in South Africa. They're living well. Mm-hmm. They have beautiful, beautiful homes, homes and farms. And, Man, but listen, why don't they show that? Listen, when, when, when Nelson Mandela took over, because understand, mm-hmm. as you know, there are some Caucasians that are just completely... They will never, ever tolerate or never succumb to African leadership over them. And so there was a good number of Caucasians that left and went back to either England, went back to Belgium, went back to Australia, or went to uh, Ireland, not Ireland, uh, uh, the Netherlands, Dutch, Dutch. Anyway, anyway, they left some beautiful homes. They left homes with beautiful pools. I mean, just, and, and American Africans, Got that. There was a documentary on it. And I can't remember the name of it. Wow. Uh, I watched it, you know, and, and, and then, of mm-hmm. course, it kind of leveled out. And, of course, um, Caucasians still in various areas of southern Africa, in Azenia, the country of Azenia, still control it. There are areas in, in, in southern Africa, um, in Azenia, that they have taken plots of land and, and, and said, this is a sovereign area for us. You can come in and work, but you better get out of here. They they have territorialized those off. They have security. They have security forces to enforce that. Wow. You know, they do whatever the f- they want to do. They do whatever they want to do. And nothing is checked. The South African government or the Zinia government does not check them. And there's not just one. There are many areas like that. That's why wow. the, the European, the Caucasian, the, the Afrikaner, 
still controls South Africa, still controls Namibia, still controls other parts of Africa. The European, yes, he, uh, you know, is not as blatant, is not as deep, is not as, you know, uh, oppressive as it was under the the, uh, colonization, but it's still there. And it's something that we, as African people, cannot get rid of because of the divisions, because of all these so-called perceived sovereign nations that are not. They're neocolonialists. They're puppet governments. They're Negroes that that do the bidding for Caucasians. You know? So, yeah, no, man, we not. are in a hell of a position. You know? Well, you know hey, brother, brother Oshie, Brother Jay said something that, that resonated with me. He said that when a country is sovereign, <clears throat> they make their own laws. They, right. they have their own culture. Right. And when another country gives you uh, some, some aid, which is basically money to buy you, you you can't tell them what to do in their culture or how they – and that's how they got – that's how they took this country and any other country sure. that people who identify themselves white do. You guys are savages. Well, why are we savages? Because you don't know Christianity, so you're a savage. Mm-hmm. So I need you to be Christian, or we are we have the right in our religion to kill you. Right. Because you're saying – so what they're, what they're doing is if you don't accept homosexuality as a – as another, as an alternative lifestyle, right? Not as demonic, not as genocide, no. but no. just as a, an alternative right. lifestyle. Right. Then you are savage, and you should be removed, or you should be. We should forcibly stop you from doing what you're doing in your country. Right. And impose and it on you. To, right. And impose that it does not even make yeah. sense. That yeah. does not even make any sense. But see, you got to understand, religion is a is a is a male dominated. Male chauvinist religion, that's what religion is. Mm-hmm. That's why you say words like, he's going to help me, or he did this, but then when you see a he, you don't respect him. Mm-hmm. So why are you calling your deity a he if mm-hmm. you don't respect what you call a he? Mm-hmm. So in, in other words, what I'm saying is, it doesn't make, make sense, but it doesn't have to make sense. Because a belief doesn't have to be, doesn't have to add up. A belief is just, it's basically a fairy, a fairy right. tale basically. And they, and they, and you learn it when you're young, because when you get older, it does, when things that don't make sense to me, oh, she, I'm not going to do. But when I'm a child, I think there is a Santa Claus. Sure. There's no, and, and, sure. A, and, a, and a Easter bunny, which sure. makes no sense. Because you are a child, and you're I'm formulating to... those ideas and you're seeing those ideas, particularly because of mass communications, the, the internet, uh, 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 the television, of course, as we came up in the television, all those images and, of course, reinforced by the society, reinforced in the school system, you know, all those things. And so your mind was from So, you know, you couldn't think outside of those parameters, you know. No. They've imposed that on you, and no. that's your thinking. It only happens when you are given information alternative to that, against that, will you start to look at that and not think that there is an Easter bunny, that think that there is not a Christmas, to think that uh, uh, America and, and George Washington couldn't tell a lie and all this other bullshit. Because that's to control your thinking. As Carter G. Woodson said, if I control your thinking, I don't have to worry about your actions. If I render you an outcast, you will be an outcast. And if there is no backdoor, you will demand a backdoor because all your training has led you so. See, and that's our situation. Mm-hmm. And and then what and what we are now is we're generations down the road from that from that seed that was planted by these people who identify themselves as white, 
and that's why you have black people walking around on autopilot. Yeah. Because we sit here and say, oh, worst, thing, worst person ever did anything to me was a black man. And yeah. every time I look at TV, you, you know y'all were slaves. Uh, no, we were never yeah. slaves. We were enslaved. Yeah. We were never slaves. That's right. We were enslaved. That's right. But let's, let's get it right. Let's, 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 let's teach it correctly. Because when you keep telling me I'm a slave, then eventually, oh, shit, I'm going to act like one. If you keep telling me to wear a dress and everybody wearing dresses, mm-hmm. well, hell, I'm going to put a dress on, too. Yeah. And, I'm a, and, and then I become a damn fool yeah. because I'm listening to damn fools. That's why I, I really products. I really admire those brothers that didn't put a dress on like Dave Chappelle. I do, too. I, I, do. I, do I have too. to admire them, you know, because all the other actors and actresses, particular actors, you know, put a mm-hmm. dress on for these Caucasians. They, they pretty yeah. much all of them have, man, at one point or 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 another, you know, and and, and the reality of the feminization of the of our people. Books have Baba Rudy's book on it is outstanding. You know how mm-hmm. they manipulate that and feminize because once if I can feminize your group, you know I can kick their ass oh. easily. There is no fight oh, in yeah. them. There is no you know there is no fight in them. Oh no. You know? Because he's emasculated. Yeah. He's emasculated. Mm-hmm. And once you emasculate someone, there's no... And that's what... And, and men are here for protection. We're built to be warriors. Mm-hmm. We have upper body strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you just want to take everything else out of it and go just just to what you see and, and nothing else, I see a man built to fight. That's right. A woman is... is you hit a woman in her breast, that's a wrap. <laughs> that, well, yeah. I understand that hurts. Yeah. So if you hit me in my chest, I can take one. I, ain't gonna t- I might not be able to take two at this age, but you know, I'll do my best. But you can take a good but shot. I'm you, I can take. Yeah, I can take I your can good one. shot. Yeah, I can take one. Yeah. I can take a good shot. Yeah. And, and yeah. I got enough energy and to fight to back reach over and get. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. But no, but the thing is, Oshi, we have been um, inundated with this because we learned through repetition, and that's why when you go in a classroom when you were small, you looked up on up on the ceiling because you always look up when you're small because you're not tall. So you look up at everything. You look up and you see all these letters across the, across the, 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 the border of the ceiling. Mm-hmm. It's a reason for that. Sure. So every time you come to school, you see those letters. Yeah. So repetition, now you're seeing them. Next thing you know, you remember them. Yeah. So now we know the Pledge of Allegiance. We know the Star Spangled Banner. We know all our alphabets. And we know everything you needed to know in life, you learned from the kindergarten to, kindergarten to the first grade, how to be polite, how to say thank sure. you, how to respect others. You learn all that all then. That. And then all the that. rest of your schooling is to inundate you into the foolishness, mm-hmm. to show you how to be evil and envious and, and, see, that's and, why, and sarcastic. And that's why yeah. it's all important that we have an educational system that we control, that we have educational system that helps us young men and young women to understand that we need to be warriors that we need to be outside of the imposed boundaries that Europeans have placed upon us to think and act clearly. I always say that the European has a vice grip on our minds. And and that vice grip was was initiated in that educational process. I got That's you. right. If I could make you not want to know, make you challenge those who bring it to you, I got you. I got that vice grip. That's right. And how do you release that That's vice right. grip? Knowledge of self. As long as you uh, 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 believe in yourself and, and are willing to take that knowledge in, you continually right. turn that knob at the end of the vice grip. 
you continue to turn it to the point where you release the tension and you open it wide. And not that you challenge Caucasians to hell with them. They are who they are. No. And then a goddamn thing that we can do or say no. to change it and make them different. Okay? But it is us. We need and to believe in ourselves, believe in one another, trust one another, respect one another, respect our women. It is us. Yes. So if we get that, and we can turn this whole dynamic around, no doubt. And we will. No, no. And we're doing it. We're mm-hmm. doing it. We're doing Even the conference that you're going to, what's the name of the conference you're going to? Yeah, that's coming the, up Ocean yeah, in Baltimore. Yeah, that's the um, State of the Black World Conference. Yeah. The, the, uh, we spoke about that. The right. ADDI, right. which is the African organization, spoke of that conference. I was on the Zoom call. Brother Kwaku was on the Zoom call mm-hmm. also. And we were listening to the sister talk about, uh, they, they, they brought up the conference and they were talking about it. Okay. And, oh, this is a global organization, African organization, mm-hmm. the fighting for Africans and, and Africa and around the world. And they were asking people for eight dollars. And they were and I don't know if they were having problems getting eight dollars. Oh, see, I spent eight dollars waking up in the morning. <laughs> just, I don't even go nowhere. I spent eight dollars yeah. in gas, electric and TV. That's for just sure. Watching Every television. day. Come yeah. on. And we got, yeah. and we can't give an organization that is fighting and, for African people. Let me say this: I, I think that what needs to happen is that uh, a call must be made that is the most righteous call of our people. So, if you are in this call and you are not sincere. Your ass is exposed and excluded. But if you're in this call and you are sincere for African unity, whether you're the ADDI, whether you're the NACP, whether whether you uh, uh, the Institute of the Black World, whatever you are, uh, uh, NBUF, National uh, uh, Coalition for Black Reparations in America, whatever, if you're in this call, Pan-African Federalist Movement, then all of us just sit down have an open heart and an open mind and, and then collectively develop the agenda for African independence, African self-determination, African liberation, and African sovereignty. Believe in Pan-Africanism and our unity and to begin to develop the programs to achieve it and then begin to give out uh, 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 lessons. I mean, get our lessons, give out directions with timelines mm-hmm. and so forth to adhere to them. We're at a very critical state in the yes. in the lives of African people. We really are. And we don't have time to be messing around. We don't have time for all this foolishness. That's why really the diversions, brother, here in this country, the entertainment, the sports and all that. Let me tell you, you know, I love sports. I know the stuff. I yeah. mean, I me played too. it and know it, love it. And, and, and But I would give that up in an instant for African sovereignty. I would give yes. everything in an instant for African sovereignty. Yes. The, the beauty of that in my mind is so clear. You know, the beauty of that, of Africa solving its problems, of Africans working together, of Africans building on a continent, building highways, ports, roads, making sure too that it, it still has a balance within the nature so the savanna can still be the place where animals you know, move around and come and go to. All of these things. Because that's the right. harmony. That's my art. That's, that's my art. That's why Kemet lasted so long. Because of, of truth, righteousness, harmony. That's why it was so important. That, that those principles. 
and trust. So, you know, we're, we're at a juncture of our lives that that's what needs to happen. But, of course, the, the, you know, the evil entity that is outside of us, that's why I really hate when brothers and sisters say we're our own worst enemy. You know. That's, no, don't say that. I know. Don't. I know. That's the mind game. That's that's the mind yeah. game that you that you play when you when you're when you hate yourself. That's just saying that I don't like me and I'm gonna say bad things about myself. You know, uh we were slaves and you know we were our own worst enemy. If you wanna give teach something from a black person, put it in a book. Are you serious right now? Yeah. Put it in a book. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Those and those things keep you in a place of subordinate. They keep you in a place of looking for your daddy because the religion that you that you have is a is a daddy religion. You know, we're gonna get ours on the other side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they gonna get theirs now. But we as soon as we pass away and die, we're gonna yeah. drink uh nectar and walk <laughs> on the streets of gold. Really? And, and see really like, and, and see they you know they are at us because we wanna continue to Y'all always blaming white. You damn right, we blaming white folks because they're the crux of the problem. Right, they are. Right, you damn right, we blaming white folks. They are the ones that manipulate this. They are the ones that created this. They are the ones that keep it going because it is to their benefit. They are a minority in the world and declining every goddamn day. But yet they control and dominate. They control resources. They control land. They they are a minority in the world. But yet we will continue to believe in them and, and, and believe that our fate is tied to theirs because they trained us to believe that. But at any moment, they will erase us. In fact, no, they are continuing to erase us. They're continuing to make sure that our numbers, it, it's, but they can't do because our numbers are so small in age. That's why I'm reading what I'm reading here about the challenges for Africa because our population is is 18 where their population is damn near 40 in mean age so who has a chance for the future we do but we only do. but only if we seize it only if we realize and understand that the that the population on the continent is not a hindrance it is a blessing but they want you to believe that it is and so they want you to engage in these population control methods of vaccinations Okay, starvations, wars, right. conflicts. Right. You know, they don't right. want you unified. They know that the greatest threat to the existence of Caucasians' dominance and control is African unity, and they will do any and everything to prevent Africans anything. from uniting. Anything. Mm-hmm. Anything to keep you from talking to your brethren, even even the socialization yeah. of when you when you have a uh, you get mad at your family member, uh, another black person. You mad at them forever, yeah. forever. They, I'm mad over something. Forty yeah. years ago, we still upset. Yeah. But yet, right. but yet, a, a white person, when they need something from another white person, mm-hmm. they over in Germany, over German Germany was trying to destroy the world at one time, and and now they are they buddies, they homies. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because white people put all that aside sure. to, to keep the. Get sure. to keep us down. Right. They will. They're over there fighting with their brother in the Ukraine. I can't even spell the Ukraine. Listen, listen. I have listen, no idea where listen, the Ukraine. <laughs> because of what they did, and they said, "Hey, listen, we may war amongst ourselves, but we're going to come together on those who are outside of us, so that we right. can maintain this dominance and control that we have had for the last four, five hundred years." 
the right. making making the world believe that we are a vast majority and making the world believe that we are the in, most intelligent. That's what they have done. Right. Let me let me finish up this right. piece I got here and, and hopefully yes, that because I know my time is you know my you know my time. Put me on mute, brother. Thank you, Bobby. It is therefore necessary to show the world a positive image of Africa, to provide the continent with an influential power on the global stage, to protect Africans and Africans in America, and to value our economy. As we always like to say, if they are the problem, we are the solution. There is no sense in asking others to change the bad image they project on us. We must create our international media power. We must. For example, this a page I'm reading from has been created in this regard. It was out of a question for us to ask others to correct their lies on the history book. They're not going to do it. Thanks to our historical consciousness, we have recovered and driven by the conviction that we could accomplish anything. We have created our own media of history. Today, no television channel intended to be Pan-African lives up to the stakes related to the problem of our image. There is therefore a need to develop the existing media or to create others with the clear purpose to project onto the whole planet an essentially positive image of our continent through its history, its current events, and its culture. This is why there are, this is why there is CNN, uh, the British ball Broadcasting Company, the BBC, French 24, CCTV of China, Al Jazeera of Qatar, Russia Today, Israel, Press TV, Ironic, Iran, and sorry. These international channels were not created and financed by the states and individuals simply for the pleasure to inform. They have well-defined goals. The, I, the image is a vital security. The image is a vital security, influence, and economic prosperity stake. A people with a disastrous and uninformed image is, in extreme case like ours, a people ready for genocide. If we want to remain in existence and thrive for prosperity, then our reflection must reach that stake. Our work consists of creating an image in a media with an international dimensions in order to promote a positive image of Africa. This image will be more positive if the progress follows. That's important. The image will be even more positive if the progress, just to put the image up there, doesn't mean anything. It must be substantiated. It must be something there that makes it real. It comes down to every African to strive for exemplary, exemplary in this, in their lives, and also to diffuse all around them the positive image of the continent. Each one of us is responsible for it. Each one of us. I know my brother Irv is going to go to Senegal, and of course the, the monument of the African Renaissance in Dakar, with the brother with the baby on his shoulder, the baby pointing upward, the sister looking upward, he is looking upward. A progression. A progression. 
I know it is a sight. I know he's going to come back with all kind of good stuff about it. But that is what we're talking about, family. That is what we're talking about. We, we must understand, you know, that all the manipulation by the media, the falsification of history and, and our humanity and the curse of us and our culture by the Judeo-Christian, uh, uh, the, 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 the Christians as well as Islam. We must understand Islam and Christianity are not African and don't support African. That's why when I read the Inyasasim about religion as opposed to spirituality, I took what the brother said, the author said about religious. No, we're not religious. We're spiritual. Africans are spiritual. That the traditions of African Africa are spiritual. They're not religious. The religions of this world have been condemning of Africa and African people. But yet Africa is not overpopulated at all. And it must keep absolute its birth rate as we have experienced it before. We must maintain that. To hell with Bill Gates. To hell with all those other Caucasians. I remember uh, what's the Caucasian, um, the married Marco? Yeah, him, one of the prince that who now is in the states. Come talking about Africa is overpopulated. We won't have places to ride our horses, and <laughs> you know, that was an old Richard Pryor piece. You know, no, it's not. It's not. The what we must do is manage it. In Macron, the French president Macron's remarks and unspeakable submission of the Western African officials. We saw in media excitement in Europe that f- tried to impose the, the limits of birth in Africa, you know, showing poor children and all of that. They're always trying to control the birth of Africans. But yet Africa is not overpopulated at all. It is not. To, and the aim to those publications was to influence the public opinion with the idea that African populations must be reduced at all costs. So the idea that Africans are numerous, intelligent, poor, unintelligent, so the idea that they're too numerous and they're unintelligent, they're poor, they're sick, they're beleaguered, and, and having sex cons- consistently shouldn't be better without them. Shouldn't be. Wouldn't we be better off? Then let's go ahead and kill them. This is how a genocide is prepared. This is how the genocides in the history of humanity were psychologically prepared. And so in the midst of the idea of, of um, the myth of the idea of you know of Africa wanting to maintain its history, its culture, its traditions, its languages, and so forth, and the takeover of Africa by China, by other sources. I told you the Indians were desperately and seriously trying to get Uganda back. I mean, they didn't really have it, but they had deep control because they they had uh, stakes in various parts of Uganda 
they they over Ugandans before Idi Amin came in and kicked their ass out, you know. But my point being is that nobody should be going to Africa, really, but American Africans. I'm serious. American Africans should be going to Africa with money, with resources, with knowledge and intent, and not with the perspective that we're more intelligent because we come from America, or we're more intelligent because we come from Europe, and we're more enlightened. And so, no, with the ideas that this, these are the things that we learned in America. These are the things that we've experienced and have expertise in coming out of Europe. And we want to share with Africans because we want to build Africa up to be a player in the world instead of manipulated pawns that other countries can come in and take their resources. So we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. That's what we want to do. We want to make sure that that doesn't happen. But the fact of the matter is it happens and it continues to happen. Why? Why? Because (laughs) that's what they want to happen. That's what they want to happen. They want Africans to think so badly about themselves and to think that somehow if we look at uh, other cultures, even Chinese, even Arabs, everybody has treated us so disrespectfully. Everybody has done so many dogged things. 646-646, good afternoon. Yeah, oh, see, I was just tuning back in, man. I had a I had a minute. I said, let me let me tune back in. But right quick, man, you know Randall Robinson died. No, didn't know that. When he just died, huh? Oh, no, he died Friday. He I'm died this past Friday. No, didn't hear. Haven't seen yeah, anything. Yeah. Haven't seen anything. Even, I haven't been online. I haven't been on Facebook a lot. And sometimes, fortunately or unfortunately, I get a, you know some stuff like that, a birth date of this person. It's like I played uh, Chaka Khan this past Friday because it was her birthday. She's 70 years right. old. But also the same birthday time was uh, um, um, George Benson. He's 80 years old. And of course, and Quincy, he looks good. It, yeah, Quincy Jones. I his, saw a he's picture, 90. Yeah, I saw a picture of um, him and Stephanie Mills together. George Benson yeah. and Stephanie Mills together. Yeah. He looked like he was 60 years old. That's how good he looked. Yeah, he's 80 years yeah, old. Yeah, man. So but, you but, know. Yeah, but Randall Robinson, he, I, I, I saw Randall Robinson um, in Detroit. And uh, at that time, this is, I, I guess, it's about 20 some years ago. You know, his book had already been out, you know, on reparations, you know, and uh, and he was talking about that. You know, he was Max Robinson's brother. Max Robinson yeah, was the first brother to, to be uh, a head of a uh, news, ABC News. He was a news anchor, you know, and of course, Max Robinson died of cancer. And so, yeah, man. But you know the thing about Randall Robinson, he was like the boss. He said, "F America, I'm sick of this." Yeah, and went back yeah. to um his home, St. Kitts, right, and lived out a very, very good life. Thank, thank goodness to 
of his American pension. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God bless America. <laughs> you know, you know what yeah. I mean. I mean, hey. the man, the man. You know, I had to give him credit for what he was and what he was about. I mean, I just had a little problems with his position on apartheid and how you know they let that clown Mandela out. Mm-hmm. You know, and and what perspired after that, but maybe he was. A little frustrated about that also well, in regards that, well, listen, you know, South Africa yeah. didn't become what was expected. No, because Caucasians still own and run. Right, because Caucasians. But those of us that know knew, those of us that know knew that South Africa was going to be what it was and what it, and is. What it has Right. Became based on what? Yeah. They didn't give up the military and they didn't give up the economics. So if you so control the military, you, you control the economics. You in control. But 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 in terms of Randall Robinson, I look at it uh, just like Du Bois. You know what 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 Du Bois did in his early life with the NACP and Europe, those European Jews and all of the Caucasians and his belief that somehow this talented tenth could 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 uplift the so-called race. You know, and so forth, and he could denigrate. Uh, 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 he can denigrate Booker T. Washington, and he could dehumanize Marcus Garvey, and so forth. You know, but what happened? He became disillusioned, and because Du Bois was a very brilliant man, to the point that he understood that they ain't gonna change. So where does he go? He goes to Africa. He goes to Ghana. Live out the rest of his life, and he's there. Hey, listen, Oti. Let's let's be honest, man. The so-called talented kids is a joke. They always will be a joke because the basis is there wanting to appeal and be a part of whiteness. As long as your appeal is to being a part of whiteness, you ain't never going to do nothing for African people. Because you have no loyalty to African people. And that's the reality. And, and I mean, see, nobody and see, wants, to, and listen, nobody Jay, wants Jay. to admit to it. And that's why you need to look at the boule. That's why you need to look at uh, uh, the fraternities and the sororities. That's why you need to look at them critically and find out not the little philanthropic things that they do to help little kids and maybe give some scholarships out here and there, but how seriously, how serious are you in reference to the upper mobility of what African about, people? What about giving group? your kid a scholarship, a scholarship to go serve? Are, are, are these HBCUs African institutions? No. Are these HBCUs teaching you anything other but how to serve the white man better? That's what they're there. That's what they're there for. Do you remember for? the time when, when, when uh, HBCU... Um, I think professors said, and, and, and matter of fact, it was Howard Law School said that blacks could not have locks. You remember when that Negro did that? I don't know. I don't remember, but I can understand that. Yeah. yeah. I would tell you. I can understand that the, because. The, the, the Negro was the head. The Negro was the head of the legal department at Howard. I can, and he I can said see that. that blacks could not have no, locks. I can understand it because cause, cause there's an image. That is close to being looking Caucasian man, as possible. Man, cut yeah, that out. Is, how no. could you understand somebody telling you how to represent your culture? But see, the thing is, 
that's that's not our culture. But what is it predicated on? You getting the job by the white man? Exactly. What is wrong with you? That's why I don't want you to have locks. I don't want you to be dressed in daishikis. I don't want you to have no African name. I want you to be but who is William that service, Jones. You know? Who is that serving? You're serving the European consistently, continuously. It's doing best by them. Yeah. That's why the Negro institutions struggle the way they do and yeah. always on the tin of the white man yep. looking for him to give them something. Yep. And they deserve whatever they get because they are of no value. They're not educating African children to be African. No. no. Ain't no fraternity educating you to be African. You, see, you on the premise no. of what you represent because, is a Greek freak. Because, How could you be from the Africans and you represent the Greek freak? Because the bottom line is they did not want, <laughs> the bottom line there that Africans coming out of our captivity did not want to return to be African. We wanted to be upside of, and, 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 and in competition with Caucasians. We wanted that. Even though some of us wanted to be black. We didn't want to really be white but we wanted what whites have. It's just like a lot of folks you see on TV like a, a Stephen Harvey or a, a Stephen A. Smith and these other Negroes. They want to, they don't maybe, maybe not want to be white but they want what whites have. They want the material wealth. They want the recognition and so forth. Listen, well, you know Ochi, I gotta go, man. Ochi, yeah. let me tell you something. I'm gonna do a black thing for you right now. Talk to you Wednesday because it's one o'clock and I don't want the daddy to get mad at you. Okay. <laughs> Hotel, brother. Hotel, my friend. All right, Jay. Peace. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, once again, it's that time. I appreciate you and love you. Thank you for those who do listen and those who call in. Uh, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under defeat of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and they sure in the hell don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shem Hotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahorier before it means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. You have a blessed and wonderful day. Hope to see you on Wednesday, family. Peace. Great show.